Hello. What's up? Thank you. So, hold on, let me do my intro. Get this shit cracking. This is Chaos Therapy. Obviously, I'm Layton Jordan. I don't know how they got to my shit. But I am here with my longtime internet friend, Ashley Miller, a.k.a. Millie Me. What's going on, Pimpin'? Not much, man. You know, just taking one day at a time at this point in life. <laughs> Pretty much all you, literally all you can do in 2020. Like, there's a there's a point during this year where it's just like, what the fuck's tomorrow going to bring? Because I <laughs> am not guessing. <laughs> no you <know>. expectations, man. <laughs> we had a war, world war that I was going to start on the second day of January. I'm not saying the third because that's my birthday and I'm not going to have that one. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> so there was that. Australia was on fire. Yeah. Um, COVID was still kicking around Asia, so not too many right. people were paying attention to it. Kobe Bryant fucking died, so that sucked. True. Um, True. And his daughter, and a, his daughter and other people, so I forgot that. But like, Right. Then coronavirus is kind of kicking in the gear, and like, and around like February, I saw like around like Valentine's Day, I was like, I was at, I was at my job, and I told my coworkers like, "Yo, Japan just shut down school for all of March." I was like, "That's important." Um, yes, Japan don't shut down for shit. Like, I'm pretty sure, like <laughs> when we bombed Nagasaki and Hiroshima, like the next day people were going back to work. Agreed. Like, damn, you ever happened to Nagasaki? Yeah, but time to punch his clock. So it's like... Right. <laughs> and so, murder hornets, that's a that's still a thing that we've just forgotten about. Right. Um, it was like there for like a week, and now it's kind of like fizzled out. <laughs> then cops still killing black people all willy-nilly. Yep. And then the uh, fallout from that. So it's been a adventurous time this has been the weirdest year in my entire life that's what i keep i'm like what a bizarre time to like actually be a part of and not just like learn about it like you're actively in it you know we're in history yeah for real like our our kids are gonna ask and grandkids are gonna ask like yo what did y'all what were y'all doing in 2020 i was like other than memes and way more drinking than we all anticipated not Seriously. trying not to die. Like I saw a picture of a lung that had coronavirus. I was like, that's a that's a that's a nature's valley crunch bar. Get the fuck out of here. That's not someone's lung. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like it's a, a lot to it's a lot to like soak up like mentally and just like visually, just like all of it. Then like we're on lockdown. Like it's it Ohio just started opening back up because people are fucking stupid. And they just kept pressing for it, but it's. I mean, we don't even. We have green phase on the nineteenth. Like we are still, like, barely anything available. (laughs) Right. They're like, look, we don't want y'all to go to Lancaster and get all the Amish people sick. We need them for the tables. This is Oak. (laughs) Sick. Everyone's like, do they know? Like, has anyone told them? (laughs) Like, yes, they're. I'll (laughs) hope. There's probably one group of Amish people, like, because they have Rum Springer. I wonder if that yeah. was canceled due to COVID. Right. Bro, can you imagine <laughs> being eye. Amish and 17 years old? Like, I'm going to finally be able to crack some cheeks. And then they're like, yeah, nah, 
uh, people coughing. You're like, no, like, it's a back a year, you know. <laughs> Dude. Now you're from PA. Have you ever gone to one of those parties? I heard they get nuts. No, actually, I haven't. I like because I've always been. Well, one, I've never been a big like let's go out and party person, but like that's, that's super. Um, I, right. And then I, because like I lived in Lancaster for so long and there is like so much Amish between Lancaster and like Fredericksburg and Hershey. So mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that, but I just, and then like they had all those TV shows and shit that were like yeah. in Lancaster, but I just never, I never really paid attention to it. I'm so disconnected from like, you know, the things that are happening around you to an extent. Like, I'm kind of like, that makes you know, sense. I don't have cable. Like, I don't, I try not to get, like, caught up in, like, the technology world because it takes you, like, a storm, man. <laughs> it, it, I grew up in a very tech-savvy family. Like, my mom's a chemist and, like, my dad's a computer programmer. So I've always been okay. enthralled with technology. Like, I like seeing how far we can push things, like, I don't know, like, I was super into sci-fi movies, so I, I recently watched Demolition Man, and this is old movie made in 1993. It has Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone, and the whole cr- <laughs> thing is, like, Wesley Snipes is a super bad terrorist, and it's, like, 1993, but, like, they freak, like, they're, um, and Sylvester Stallone's trying to stop him, and he stops him in the one scene, and then they freeze them both to do, like, a 70-something year sentence, a 50-something year sentence, and they're supposed to get unfrozen in 2046. And wow. so I'm sitting there watching. I was like, wait, if this was made in 1993, I was like, we're closer to 2046 than we are to 1993. Right? Like, and it seems not that long ago. It's too weird, man. Yeah. And so I'm looking like were they, they accurate? They're pretty accurate. Seems- like, the funny thing is, like, they had, like, FaceTime. Like in the car, like right? car face sounds like holy shit. That like, literally everything. But like Taco Bell was considered a delicacy, but it didn't look like regular Taco Bell. It looked like a five star restaurant. It was like, oh, about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was crazy watching it and all the um, technology Ooh. and like the the people, the people's way of thinking. Like they've gotten rid of crime. Like in 2011, right. there's this huge earthquake and everybody's like, all right, this is not crime anymore. <laughs> so, it was crazy, That's dude. Good. I think it's weird to make think like the Jetsons and shit. Like they had the watches. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. When you can start FaceTiming on Apple Watches, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, because I know, like, that's the one thing that I feel like people are like, you know, you saw it in like that the cartoons when you were young, and you were like, that'll be wild. That'll never happen. Right. And now. I feel like you do see those people that like aren't so obsessed with technology, but that came out and they're like, Oh, I got to have that shit. (laughs) It is. I think with technology, you have the people like the innovators and then like the early catcher owners and then like the majority of the people catch on. So it's like by the time, like with iPods, like, like I, by the time I got like my first iPod, it was like the iPod shuffle. And so, It was super cool and super convenient. I was like, man, this nothing's gonna be better than this. And they came out with the iPod Touch, like, man, nothing's gonna be better than this. Then they came out with the iPhone, I was like, what else are we doing? Like, this is crazy. Seriously. And it's super. It's I don't know. Like, it's super funny. Like, p- 
people every now and then one of your one someone's uncle or aunt shares a Facebook video talking about they're going to put chips in the people. And I was trying to explain to my uncle, I was like, Uncle, you have your phone. Like they don't need to chip you. You they you you oh. have your phone with you all the fucking time. Yeah. It's like one hundred percent. Yeah, like you have it on you one hundred percent of the time. You're on Facebook, so whatever government agency wants to know who you're hanging around, they know already. Like, yeah, stop it. You're being ridiculous. It's like the same with the Alexa stuff. Like, they're like, oh, my God, the Alexa listens to me. And I'm like, but you'd be crazy to think that it doesn't. Like, is it their goal to listen to your conversations every day? No. But if they have to or they want to, will they? Yeah. (laughs) You know? I think it's a gift and a curse. Um, Uh With everything, like, with technology, everything's, like, it's a gift. Like, it's so convenient. Like, I can't remember the last time I called to order a pizza. Right. Like if someone goes like, "Hey, I'm going to order pizza," and then I hear them go, "Hello, I would like to like what the fuck?" Are you? Dude, there's an app, there's a site. What right. are you doing? Like, there's a chicken place by my house, and you stop to call a place to order. Like, this seems inefficient. Well, it's like even with like all the dating stuff, like the dating apps. Like, Crazy. it's so funny. My brother, like that person, he's like, "I'm just, I'm just like out at the bar, man, and like." I just want to talk to someone and it's so they look at you like you're crazy. And I'm like, it's bizarre that you're like more comfortable talking to a complete stranger on the internet than like the person that's physically next to you at a bar nowadays. Like it's like super weird to talk to a stranger in person, but it's totally normal to talk to them online and stuff like that. So yeah, it's interesting. Like, where we start putting, like, these borders and our lines of, like, what makes it comfortable to talk to someone. And it's, like, dude, we're definitely from the physical aspect of it. I think it is the, the, I think it's the air of anonymity. Like, remember chat rooms? Absolutely. Yeah, chat rooms. Like, every say, like, oh, my gosh, don't worry about chat rooms. There's, like, there's perverts. Like, all this is, like, man, when I was, like, 13... 14, I would lie about my age all the fucking time. Yeah. This is what you did. Yeah. Like, and chat rooms are super anonymous. Like, their chat rooms are more anonymous and safer than, than, and like, like, than Facebook and, and MySpace and Twitter because your picture's right there. Your picture's there. Yeah. Your name, most people put their full government, where the fuck they work, where they used to work, who they went yeah. to school with, like, what their likes are. And, and the, if, the powers that be, quote unquote, the Illuminati, really want to take over shit. They already know everything because we volunteered that information. We really do. And it like makes me feel bad for like younger generations that just like willingly like like they won't even know what privacy like is. And it's just so weird to think that like you create this like alternate reality of like social media and just like I just couldn't imagine dedicating myself. Like I have a hard time now being like, I'm going to do all these platforms. I'm going to have all these apps. And it's like, it's dedication, man, you know? And it's just, I couldn't imagine being like all day, every day being like, this is what I'm going to do on all of these platforms. I think it's also, you have a life outside of your social media space. Like you are a person like, I see things right. like your mom is very artsy, your sister's very artsy. So it's just like you have mm-hmm. that and where you grew up at. 
Like, if you're in rural Pennsylvania, yep. you had to make your own fun. Like, I'm from the, a suburb of Columbus, but the city wasn't very right. far. Like, Pennsylvania, I feel it's Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, uh, Philly. Right. And, and maybe State Penn, but that's a college town. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, yeah, you had those experiences of you formed a life mm-hmm. and you formed a way of doing things without the hustle and bustle of the city. Like, you, being connected literally meant being right next to that person. Right, yeah. So, trust me, dude, I get it. Um, it's, I think now, especially with lockdown, like, seeing, the one thing I was very, not shocked, but kind of pleasantly surprised, or, I don't know, like, the the amount of people that started creating online content. Yeah. Like, you have, especially with Facebook Watch and YouTube, like you have, you are the TV channel. It's crazy, you know. Like and you can, of course. Like if you're all in, like I'm like, oh, IGTV. Oh my gosh, that all sounds so crazy. But like once you get into it and you're like in it, you know, people come to watch you like regularly. Yeah, you know? it's it's wild. It's like you don't have to have like promotional stuff as much or like really word of mouth it's just amazing it's just a click of a button nowadays and it just like gets you out there it's just a tag it's just a hashtag it's a it's everything it is man and i think it's for i think a lot of it is for the for the better i don't think there's any like drawbacks to it other than whatever you want it to be you know what i'm saying like yeah. Because, and just going back to what we were talking about, Tumblr, like Instagram at least has some censorship where it can be family friendly. Like you can pretty much say whatever you want, but you can't post whatever you want. Right. But I think right. people are liking that ability to create, uh, not create their own reality, not like they're playing like The Sims or something, but in a sense, it is like your online persona may not even just be you, it may just be an action put on. And you're yeah. able to profit off of it. That's the greatest thing, too, is, like, with, you see people with their own YouTube channels, own uh, IG um, channels, OnlyFans, is my girls. Like, you can create this content, and you can get paid for it, and no one can fucking stop you. You're right. only limited by how much you want to put up there. And I, I am super all for it. Like, yo, if a girl wants to get out there and sell the same news that she's been hawking the guys for free. I'm not mad at that. Who should be? Like, right. dude, this is great for her. Like, she's creating her own financial independence. Yeah. Like that. You just got to sell yourself yeah. at the same, you know, it, it, you know, like I know for me, like having two different like industries from like makeup to mm-hmm. modeling and stuff. So many people are like, oh, my God, like, you sell yourself in modeling. Like, you just look at your stuff and, like, people want to shoot with you. You have this personality and, like, the way you totally – those the content that you shoot alone, you know. And then it's like I go to my makeup stuff and I'm, like, so low-key and really quiet. I'm kind of, like, back in the – I'm like a wallflower, mm-hmm. you know. And people are like, you got to own it just the same, you know. And it's just – it's hard to really – like where with modeling, it's like more of that creative outlet for me. Like I like creating that content, yeah. you know, and like, so for me, it's like a creative outlet where like the makeup feels more like a job because you're doing it for a very distinct purpose. So 
I feel like it's harder to sell myself because it's more of like a business than just like that, that personal, yeah, like creative outlet and growth that you're just like, that takes you away from your everyday like life and job and stuff like I get that, that, you know. I, you're really good at it. Like I, okay, just kind of going the backstory of how I became aware of Nilly Me. Um, so I think it's right. like 2013 or 14 and scrolling through Tumblr, I'm probably high as balls on Molly. That's what I like to do. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> going down the, the deep dive of what Tumblr is. And I saw oh, yeah. I was like, oh, these are really dope. And I was like, this chick is sexy and she's bald. And I was like, okay, I'm in. And I was like, the more and more I looked at your content, I was like, oh, she's just really good at this shit. Like, it's hard. It's, it's really easy to tell who's good at modeling and who is just a person that just happened to either be told they're attractive or feel they're attractive and people want to take pictures with them. Like, yeah. you have a look that's legit all your own. Like, you had, you had hair, then you didn't have hair, and you have tattoos, but you don't have a lot of tattoos. You have piercings, mm-hmm. and then you grew your hair back out. Then you're doing something funky with your hair now. I was like, I, this is dope. Like being around, like being in the club scene here, comes like you're around a bunch of models all the fucking time. And it's like there's right. a bunch of people. Like it's sexy and sultry without being over the top. Like it's not a porn shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I've, I've always just followed your work, and even with your sensitive stuff, I was like, this person. She, you have the photographers you worked with. I want to say Scott Church. Is that the right name? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh my, I love when you two work together because it's, I feel like it's such a good fusion of energies. He is such a classic, like, photographer mm-hmm. that it's that person that you can go to with a minimal idea and he'll make it that most perfect presentation. Mm-hmm. That you weren't even like, you're like, I have, the, you could come with like 30% of an idea and he'll be like, he'll just round it off for mm-hmm. you to make it perfect. And he's been doing it for so long. And like, of course, if you like know his inspiration, which is obviously going to be back in that, that Playboy scene mm-hmm. back when like Playboy and Maxim were like the, the yeah. thing was coming up, you know, and that was always his inspiration. So they're always very classic and tasteful. Yeah. So he's such a great person to work with in any direction as even like a brand new model, experienced model, or just a client. Mm -hmm. So that's, what's great with him. And like, he has an enormous warehouse, so you can go there and you could shoot for eight hours straight and not be bored inside one spot. Now, how did you first, how did you get, into modeling and now did you start off doing not safe for work stuff did you do commercial stuff like tell me the story of you and this modeling I'm very interested in that I'll say it's interesting you know like it's you know especially as a female like you always have people trying to like solicit things to you on like oh it's beautiful oh you should try this or you should try that and you know the modeling thing like you're always like as we all have our own like insecurities and stuff, like we all do not really think that we're like meant for modeling. We're just like average people just going through our everyday lives, you know, and 
I just had a photographer just kind of ask me like back to back. And I just was one of those people where I'm like, if you just keep asking me, like, eventually, I feel like I'm just gonna put down my guard and be like, you know what, I need to do this. Like, what am I so in my head about? I think no one was around you would crack. (laughs) Like, all right, I'll try. Pass me the right. I don't I don't give in to peer pressure very well. So, you know, that's also like, so I was like, man, this guy, like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not like the long blonde hair and the tan skin and the big boobs and the perfect white teeth, you know, like yeah. you, you list all the things you see on like an average, you know, everyday model. And you're like, I don't have those things. Like, what could I possibly have to offer? And Honestly, like I started out with nude photography, which I know a lot of people are like, wow, so you went from like zero to 100. That's you know? like zero to 50 now. <laughs> it's like I went from not modeling to meth porn. Like that's that's 100 to me because, again, Tumblr. But yeah, I get that's that. true. That's true. You know, and so it was definitely interesting. And I kept kind of telling myself like, you know, nude, like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, I don't even like. I'm not even confident naked by myself, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, um, so finally I was just like, the more I looked into art and the more I looked into photography and modeling and all that stuff, I'm like, you know what? Like nude is nude. Right. Like it is what it is. And part of me was like, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to be like, she's naked. That's pornography. But nudity isn't pornography. You know, you add you add other aspects to your image, then you're definitely going to get some pornography going, yeah. you know. Um, but for me, I was like, really, I could be naked. But like the weird person is when I'm fully dressed and they're like getting turned on by like my elbow, you know, yeah. or like my arm. Foot pit. fetish to me has always been a weird thing. Not that I'm get, but like, bro, Seriously? what the like, really, oh. pinky, like, like I, I get it, this little piggy with the market, but you're not supposed to try to bang one of the piggies, like, what the fuck? No, you know, and so like, yeah, I know, like, people in like foot fetish is like one of the top fetishes, wow. you know. So it's like, at the end of the day, like, me being naked is really nothing, you know. Like, yeah, your boobs are for, great. Um, Give me that toe, girl. I need some toes. Seriously, you know, like a majority of the people are actually getting turned on by just your portraits and the color lipstick that you're wearing, you know? So it's like really the most average person that's getting like even remotely turned on by just a remotely naked girl is actually your most normal person, you know, as weird as it might sound. So I'm like, you could be naked or fully dressed. There's somebody out there who's going to find something sexual about your image no matter what. That makes sense. So, yeah. I'm like, why am I making it such a big deal? Like, we all have bodies. Like, we all have butts. We all have nipples. You know, we all, I mean, we might be missing some limbs here or there (laughs) compared on the person. But at the end of the day, like, we're all just a body. And this is the only body that we'll have. And so... You either need to accept it or you're just going to hate yourself for the rest of your life, I get that. you know? And I just feel like the more you embrace your body, like there are so many things I was so insecure about when I started. And like, I was way more coy in the beginning of modeling, but now it's like, I say I'm like essentially a part-time nudist. Like I think 
like there's so many people that are like, I only get naked when I get in the shower. Like I can't even stand looking at myself. And I'm like, that's such a sad thing to hear someone say, you know, because if you don't find you attractive, no one, like you're not either like the person who you want to find you attractive, isn't going to find you attractive. When they say like confidence is sexy, like it, it truly is. And I think you're a lot of your confidence comes up in these photos like it's it's super yeah. dope. Um, now, how old were you when you first started? I was about twenty. I want to say I was twenty two or twenty three when I started. So I've been doing it for about six or seven okay, years now. So, oh wow! So what 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 I found you it was about six seven years ago. So okay, that's. So yeah, you have been. You know, when I just created my yeah. Tumblr, you know. Um, because it was one of the places that you could post uncensored work. And I really liked that. Um, I just kind of, I know there's a lot of people out there that like, you have to pay to see this, you know, but like, for me, again, it's more of that creative outlet. Like if I feel really pretty or I feel like it's a badass image or an image that makes you question your own, like, why do I, why do I find that? cool or like why do I find that attractive or like why does that intrigue me so much you know I like to walk that line of your personal mental comfort Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you've seen like I mix a lot of stuff you know I've done androgynous I've done strap-on stuff I've done you know you kind of name it I I've I've pretty much been open to it um I like to make people a little uncomfortable in their own mental state to a yeah. sense. I get that. You, you want to push their, you, you push your limits so that they push theirs. I, yeah. I think with a lot of creative outlets, like for me, I, I rap and stuff like that. So it's like, it's good to just have that ability and the, and the outlet, like for your art to be heard. Like, yeah. And I think with, you see with a lot of uh, people who sell nudes and stuff, I think they, as all I'm, for the economics, I get it. I'm happy for them. But you can kind of tell the people who really just enjoy themselves and their body and, and just happen to make money off of it than the people who are strictly just doing it because there's money involved. And they're going to get... Right. They're going to get not, not like they're going to get found, even if they're insanely high. If people can tell you you don't have a passion for it, like it's not fun. Like, like when in porn, like if you're watching one and a girl's like quiet and just like not moaning and just not act, like no one looks like they're enjoying themselves. Right. Like next, like nope, I'm not doing this. Like this exactly. is stupid. like you don't look like you're having fun. He doesn't like you having fun. This is dumb. I'm out. And. And it's sad because it's a lot of models in the industry. Like most of the time they're like just Instagram storying while you're hopefully getting a picture in between their, you know, self obsession (laughs) degree. Um, And that's always been interesting. And then like, again, the people that like to mix, like that play I'm a model, but at the same time are trying to slightly escort themselves, you know? So I'm like, there is an industry for you. Yeah. Like you don't have to act like a model and be an escort and you don't have to be an escort and act like a model. Like there is a place for everybody. So I always think it's so interesting when 
when you try to take one title over the other. Because I'm like, if you're going to own it, like you don't have to come to photographers and do this kind of stuff. There's plenty of people in the world that will totally take you on, you know? (laughs) It's kind of funny because like I've noticed it like a few girls like that I've known for years, like you're always going to these exotic locales, but you never had a job since I've known you. Like you're going to Miami a lot. Um, Cool. Get your money. Like you (laughs) do what you do, but don't try to, I'm a legitimate business person. I mean, maybe if you could write it on your taxes, but I think they, I think the, and I made this post on Facebook about the girls who, who are selling news and stuff is that they're coming right out the gate. Like, yo, $10 for this. Like, bro, you clearly don't know enough drug dealers or good drug dealers to realize like you have to give away samples. People have to like you. And then also if you don't have enough content to back up me paying 10 bucks, get the fuck out of here. Cause you're only selling yourself short and you're not going to make money in the long run. Like I had a friend, she's a heavier set girl. And I was like, yo, how's the OnlyFans thing going? She's like, oh, not making much money. I've only had two people buy it. Like, it's just the skinny girls who win. And and all. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. One, we're not doing that. One, there's a market for bigger girls. They're a huge market. Absolutely. Massive fucking market. It's big. Like, huge. the whole, like, tiny, barely legal thing, that wave is, you literally can tell who the pedophiles are if they really watch barely legal. I'd rather yeah. watch a 58-year-old woman do it than a girl who maybe looks 18. Like, nah, this is weird. I feel like I'm going to be put on a list. Let me go ahead and turn. But, like, I was like, you just started this shit. And there's women who've been doing this shit for years. And so you're not going to have the... You don't have the content, and you're not going to have the following just because you think you're cute. Like, you have to sell yourself. If you're not, you're you're literally getting in what you put out of it. And that's the hardest part because it's like, again, you really got to dedicate. And it's like, I mean, and for me doing this like seven years, I can even say like, I do have people hand down email me and all sorts of stuff that are like, do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have a Patreon? Do you have this? Is there any way that I could buy some prints off of you? You know, and I'm always kind of that person that's like, well, yeah, but like, you know, I just like, I don't have the websites. And like, again, it just takes time to, you have to have that content. And if you don't have the content, then there's no reason for you to even start a website. Right. Like I'm sitting there like maybe if, cause like, especially with me working, like I'm not that person that's like going to Miami every month, you know, or California or going on these photography cruise ship things you know and and like for me you know it's a more of a part-time thing Mm -hmm. and it's like for fun you know but with that then I'm not shooting every weekend and I'm not shooting every other day to create loads of content so I've always said unless I was doing self-portraits yeah like there's really no sense in me trying to start a website that I need to have a decent amount of content for right I could also go back to my 10 years of stuff that like I know that I haven't shared that Mm -hmm. I could definitely put on there but then you know then I just feel like I'm diving into like you can clearly tell through all my hairstyles like that's not recent 
but sometimes people crave that stuff, you know, like I was thinking about starting a Patreon when I was doing all my like bearded stuff. Cause I'm like, that's a weird niche, right? Dude, like <laughs> talk about the weirdest boners I'd ever had. Like this is awkward. Um, I'm just go back to older stuff. Like, yeah, but I, I, I truly get it. And then pe- you can come from burnout. Like for me, I've seen you post more on mashup look than yeah. your actual page. So, yeah, and you can tell, like, I can tell you're a creative person. You are like, you run off the fuel, you run off the inspiration of being like the fuel of being inspired more so than you're shooting because you have to. So it's like, if you like, you're talking about Scott Church, like you have an idea and you know, you can go to this certain photographer to help you put this idea into the ether rather than just like, Hey, I want to be naked by a tree. Like you're, you're going for a theme um, and I've seen like a few of the people that you've worked with. Uh, what's the gentleman's name? The Christian guy. Yes, yeah, Christian. Yeah, yes. you guys have you guys put together really good chemistry, and so I think looking at your work and content as more of an art piece or uh or like 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 music albums. You know what I'm saying? More than just yeah. random pictures because there's a theme. Like each, even if it's just five, a set of five pictures those five pictures are very cohesive. They tell a story. For me, I feel like your pictures tell a story more than, than just a one-off. Like, hey, I'm, I'm naked next to a doll or I'm naked playing PlayStation. It's like, okay, like there's a, there is a, a goal with what you're trying to do. And that's kind of how, like, I've always wanted it to be. Because I'm like, I don't want to be just that. Like, I never wanted to do the cliche stuff. Like, I was like, I don't want to be the girl in the white tennis shoes in my bikini lifting weights next to the pool. You know, like, right. I don't want to be the girl in the weight room, like, in my leggings and my sports bra lifting weights. Like, yeah, thirst traps. You know, you I'm, don't post thirst traps. Like, uh-uh. that shit's a no. Like, I, and that was the funniest thing. So, I had to cut you off was like, you see them shits on like you're literally posting a thirst trap. You don't have to have the camera like that. You don't you don't have to wear that when you're working out. You can do squats no. and just a t-shirt and sweats. Like, what's the goal? Like, what is exactly? And so it's it's super kind of funny. Like they post the thirst traps. Like, bro, you're gonna get the attention that you want, and you're gonna get it in a way. I, your photos they don't come off sleazy. And I'm not judging the people who no. are like, who, if their vibe is, that's what they're going for. There's a room for it. There's a right. place for it. And I think the juxtaposition of how your photos come out and whether you look, yours, your photos are central art, whether you're wearing a fur coat or you're butt naked. And I think that's a very hard thing to accomplish unless you're doing something because you like the concept of what you're trying to get across. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And like, what's great is at that point, like since, since I have so much work and you can go to my you know sites and my Instagrams and you can see all the different stuff I do, like I will never get that cliche photographer. He will never want to work with me because I don't promote that kind of work. Right. So I like that I don't even get the cliche photographer, but that's also where like when you start taking modeling as a job, you have to take on job, like any photographer for money. right? And you might not even like their work. And that's the hardest part is like you often are getting paid by really the more like the creepier photographers that 
just are not good at what they do in order to get trade shoots. You know what I mean? Because it's like usually if you're at the same level as a photographer and model, like often you'll trade. Mm -hmm. Or if someone's better than you, that's when you'll pay them. So that's where I'm always like, so for all the models out there that are freelancing and are making a living off of it, you don't see 80% of the content they shoot every month because they will never post it because it's shit. Yeah. You know? And that's like the hardest for me. That's where I'm like, I don't want it to be a job because I don't want to shoot stuff with people that I don't want to shoot with or stuff that I don't want to shoot. Yeah. So by creating it more of like a side hobby now I might not be able to get to do or travel as much as I want or get to shoot with whoever, whenever as often, you know, but it allows me to take the time to create more conceptual ideas or more unique ideas with more unique photographers. You're curating your brand that Mm -hmm. goes well with who you are personally. Like you're not like, um, and you see it also in the gaming space is like, as I'm a gamer. I play. I've been playing video games my entire life. But there's certain games that I play. Like I don't. I'm not gonna play. I'm not a Fortnite guy. Nothing against it. But I'm not a Fortnite guy. I'm not really a Call of Duty guy. And I'm I right. like FIFA. I like GTA. I like sports games. Like shit that I've played forever. I like for some first person shooters. But I think for me, like you see people who play these games, whether it be gamer girls or gamer dudes, like you can tell that they're not really fans. They're fans of making money. They're fans of branding themselves, but it comes off very cheesy and cheesy in the age of authenticity, not cheesy, but like inauthentic in the age of authenticity is going to get you found the fuck out. Yep. Like PewDiePie to me is not entertaining. Um, Ninja's really good at playing video games, but I could tell he was a person who played video games a lot, spent summers and summers playing video games. And so when you're trying to, when you're, again, it comes back to when you're doing something because you know there's a check or fame involved, the clout chase has, like, those people can't be doing well mentally. That are their fucking social groups. Like, bro, you're being fake eight hours a day. Exactly. Every day. Like, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> that has to suck, dude. Like, man, like seriously. Like, there's only so many uh drugs and models you can do before it like weighs on like this is what like who am I? Because it's gonna be And that's even like, Go ahead. Working with like male models is so hard because it's like a lot of hetero males are very like they actually want to be the dominant one in the photo and like they want to be the one that's actually the pretty and you're supposed to be like the, you know, yeah. And for, for me, I'm like, that's just not how I'm willing to roll with you. Like I want to be the more strong, powerful figure and you can be my accessory. (laughs) And most hetero males are like, not going to roll with that, especially if it's not sexualized in some way. And so for me, like, again, I don't want to lean towards the pornography route. So I'm like, you know, most of the time I don't work with females because usually they want to be interactive in the, like, lesbian sense as well of like, hey, we're, we're making out. Look at us over yeah. here. And then the guys want to do that too. And then I'm like, yeah. But then 
if you have seen when I do work with males, it's often like Christian mm. who who is gay and we just are always in it to create art. We want to create like these really storytelling images where you can tell we end up at one place and end up in another place. Um, and then it's like Rashawn who is like uh, gender neutral and he is all about creating as well. And like never in any of our images is it sexualized or sexually charged in any way? I think what it, it may be is that most hetero dudes, speaking as a hetero dude, are tops. So you're used to being mm-hmm. the more dominant. And you got to think about like male models, most of them aren't meek. They're probably built up dudes, probably played sports their entire life. So they're thinking of it as mm-hmm. an athlete to where I need to dominate or be, do- I don't want to look weak. Even yeah. if it, yeah. even if being submissive may help the photo be that much better, but they can't see the forest through the trees. You know what I'm saying? Like you're creating art, and so if this dude has abs. Like shit, I've worked hard for my abs. What do you mean I have to have a shirt on? What right. do you mean I have to wear this fur coat? I, I won't look hot. People won't tell how hot I am. Like, bro, if you have a personality, yeah. it will show through the photos. It, yeah. It it and having, like I said, being a club MC we had people take pictures of us all the fucking time. You know what poses make, yeah. you, make you look bigger, make you look smaller. They, they come out. Like, you, you get enough pictures taken, you work with enough good photographers. I've been blessed to the ones that shot uh, the, my DJ and I back when we were rolling, doing our thing. They're, they're already really good photographers. They shoot art. They shoot things that they really love. So I wanted to make it fun for right. them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to make it uh, like I want them to enjoy shooting with me just as much as I am to be uh, blessed to have them shooting shooting me. And I think yeah. hetero males, especially with how, what a, a beautiful girl, so like I want to also be the hot one. Bro, it's okay for yeah. her to be the hot one. And yeah. I guess with, and I do realize that you haven't worked with a lot of women and a lot of the pictures, it does seem like you're more natural and you're having, you're doing, you're creating the concept that you wanted to create that was in your mind. Even right. if you said it's at like 30%. And they're like, how can I look mm-hmm. hot doing this? Like right. you're thinking about how can I look hot? Like, does this picture look good? Right. And it's just so, and like, it's, I feel like unless you're on the same level with the person you're creating, like you'll never make a cohesive image. Like every time me and Christian work together, as weird as it might sound, every time we show up, we strangely have like a matching outfit that we never planned, you Mm -hmm. know? And we all of a sudden have this really, really epic idea that we want to shoot together but we know that we have to pick the right photographer to tell our story in the right sense. And so it's interesting, actually, how many photographers are, are really uncomfortable shooting males, especially half-naked males. Because they probably got into it because they wanted to take pictures of beautiful women and get laid eventually. Exactly. It's so bizarre. Like, there's times where I've showed up and they're like, well, the women will be naked, but you you can't be. And it's like, it actually looks more na- weird that everyone else is naked except for the one male. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. It, you, but... you see it, and I think the... And I think it's different to... Like, yours is high fashion, not, for, not safe for work. 
if I could give what you do a term, because that's what I feel it is. I think it's right. very highbrow. It's very much something you'd see in a museum that deserves a showcase more so than something you'd see in a magazine. And it's super funny right. seeing the girls like, hey, I'm internationally, I'm published. Like, bitch, no one reads magazines anymore. Like, if you're published in a magazine that one, no one reads or no one's fucking heard of, what do yeah. you, what do you do? I think they use their, you see a lot of people who use a lot of things as substitutes for a personality instead of having a personality. Like, they'll yes. have a lot of tattoos in lieu of a personality or they'll have augmentations in lieu of a personality so it's a lot of look at me pay attention to me but don't ask me about anything because I won't know it if it's not about me do you run into that working with different models absolutely like there's even times where I show up to a whole event and like they're getting paid like a thousand dollars and they're like, well, they just told me it was nude. Do you have clothes I can wear? I'm like, you are getting paid $1,000. Like, you should be coming here, like, fully prepared. Yeah. And you've known about this for, like, three months. And so, like, to me, I'm just like, do you just show up here assuming that you don't need to bring clothes and that your nudity is worth $1,000? Or, like, what? Um, I met one girl who was, like, fresh out the box, 18 um and it was really interesting like she had no personality it was very stale but she was in it for the money man like she was just like I'm gonna go do 30 minutes of spread shots over here and 40 minutes of spread shots over here and I'm like so like how many how many shots of of spread legs can you get you know before you're like don't think I got my shot, you know? They're literally just so, staring at your vagina for an hour and you and they paid you a thousand dollars. And they're gonna make probably yeah, so, five thousand off of it. So that's a come up. Literally. So it's like I go to an event and I'm there for a whole weekend and I'm like everyone's like, Oh, you're so cool. Like, oh, you got a bush, like that's cool, that's cool, like short hair, that was but noticeable. like you know, it's at a yeah, and like so at that event, you know, I make like five hundred dollars for the whole weekend when like all these other girls with like no tattoos, hair down to their butts, like won't even smile if you crack a joke, you know, and just because they they like, you know, wanna bend over and like cool cut shots and stuff like that, like they're worth shooting over like an artistic image that I might have to offer, you know. So I'm like, dang, like I like feel like I'm authentic and I'm real and I'm going to give you some really artsy, like cool, weird shit, you know, but they would rather just like stare at a crotch for eight hours out of nine, you know? So I'm like, now, well, quick question. So would you say that you being a, a twin helped? Cause you like, I, I noticed that like, if you have another person to bounce ideas off of, you're very comfortable bouncing ideas off of other people. You're very comfortable being your own entertainment because you're a twin. You grew up in rural Pennsylvania. So you have a lot of things that were kind of boating towards having a personality and being, would you say, like outgoing in your shoots? Would you say that was kind of part of it? Uh, to an extent. Like, and it's always weird, too, with, like, siblings. You start to see, like, who takes over more of, like, activities than the other. And it seems like my sister was actually more of the 
quiet one. Mm. And I was actually the one that kind of led us through things and stuff like that. So, but we had always been similar, but very different. And in the beginning of me modeling, she was not okay with it Mm -hmm. because she was worried that everyone would think it's her. (laughs) Yeah. Like not about, Hey, I'm I'm worried about your safe like haters. People are like, Hey, I don't want you fucking up what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's like, that's not me. Like I'm not naked on the internet, you know? So it was, actually really interesting in the beginning how against it my sister was that's and then so fucking hilarious <laughs> bro i'm sorry like, she's like hey you so, can get kidnapped like no nah, you need some sex right? baby like no nah, you're gonna make me look bad yeah yeah like what about my and safety yeah 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 about that that's cool exactly like my mom was actually like i'm really worried about you how do i know and i'd always be like mom you know who i am like no i'm i'm not peer pressured into things money does not control me if I drove two hours somewhere and I got a terrible vibe in 15 minutes, I'd grab all my shit and leave yeah. or even leave all of it and go, yeah. you know? So it's like, I'm not like, Walmart. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, we got this. It's okay. You know, but my sister again is all worried about people thinking it's her. She doesn't want anyone to judge her in thinking that. And then my brother was actually like, I better not find you on any of the websites that I'm going on. I shouldn't even have to worry about this. And I'm like, bro, this ain't about you. It's okay. <laughs> like, I was like, well, it's okay. Cause one, cause I'm not shooting like pornographic videos. Yeah. Like if that's what you're watching, like you're in the clear, you know? <laughs> so it was interesting, but again, I've always had an artistic kind of mind that And when you're in art classes all growing up, like you are forced to critique each other's work and be open to altering ideas at least three or four times before it's a final idea. So being able to just apply different artistic areas to photography and modeling has actually made it a little more easier. Gotcha. Sidebar. You thought you were going to come off really boring and bland during this and 49 (laughs) minutes in, 50 minutes in, you're killing it, dude. This is dope. You're doing very well. Told you I'd make you look good. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Now, I want to, like, now let's get into, now we were talking about this earlier in DMs, like, the fall of Tumblr and how everything just went from 100 to like Tumblr's trying to be like Instagram. And for me, I always thought it was dumb because Instagram was so corporate and buttoned up and everything had to be like pristine and you have all these filters and everything. Tumblr was raw, dirty, underground, like unfiltered. You can be like, it can be a lovely place and it can be an absolutely deplorable place. But it was that it was the wild west. And when they announced that they were switching everything to PG 13, I was like, this is stupid. Like they're going to lose money and they're going to lose people who have built brands and livelihoods off of Tumblr because not only could you post videos and you could blog and vlog, like it was pretty much the perfect social media site, even more so than Twitter because it allowed for long form discussion. You didn't have one yes. at the time. Twitter was 140 characters, like 170 characters of like you were able to get out full ideas, uh, yes. good or bad, agreeable yes. with not. Like, what did you, what did you 
think and what was what what were the thoughts of the community you were, you were uh, engulfed in? What did you guys think? And what did you think of the switch? I know that pretty much everybody I know in the industry had a Tumblr. Everybody was very, it kind of like in an uproar because it was a safe haven. Like you knew that you could go there and nothing was going to get your stuff taken down. So you could always post links for people to like, you could post your censored image and tell them exactly where to go to see the uncensored. And, and then it's hard. I forget what was that movement where they like changed all the sensory stuff online. Like, I forget what it was called when they did well, this. Free the nipple. And it was kind of, I forget like what they, like all the letters and stuff for it, for how they were trying to get basically it harder for you to have pornography and uncensored images online. And that pretty much if you were going to post nude images that you had to be on a porn site and that like infuriated models like myself, because at the end of the day, like I don't really shoot, like I shoot a lot of fetish and like very erotic -y stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm not shooting like porn insertion and like, Stuff like that that's, like, really gritty, like, toys and whatnot, yeah. you know. Um, so, for me, like, I'm, like, as much as my stuff can walk the line of the fetish erotic stuff, I'm, like, I just feel like my artsy nudes that are really, you know, more about the figure, like, it's, like, almost insulting that it only can be displayed on a porn site, you know, yeah. like. It's like have, I'm like people shouldn't have to go to Pornhub to look at my stuff, you know. It's like trying <laughs> to have filet mignon at a McDonald's. Yeah, that's pretty much my so, idea of it. Now, did you? Then now, did you have to take down? Did it censor every, almost all of the things? Like, do you even still go and look at your Tumblr? Because I don't think I've checked Tumblr. I want to say in at least four months. I was going to say, I probably looked at it like five or six months ago. And before that, it was probably like a year because mine is still up, but they took down probably like 80% of my posts, Jeez. you know? And so that's where, again, like if I'm like naked out in a flower field, like I just don't see how that's offensive, you know, but God forbid nipples and bush. That's a terrible thing. It is. So it's, it's super weird. And that's like, I think we talked about this. Um, we're uh, damning each other. Like the whole free the nipple movement. Like people got mad at Facebook and Instagram subsequently. I mean, they're one and the same because they're owned by Facebook. Like they're like, right, oh, right. they're censoring us. And every time someone says that, it's like you know, there's Tumblr, right? <laughs> like there's there's, right. there's Tumblr. Like and I, VSCO. Like it, it went like because for me, I'd upload all my stuff from Instagram to my Tumblr. So it would go to like Instagram, right. Twitter, Tumblr, everything would be the same thing. And it was just like you're fight it's like fighting for it's like fighting somebody over the last apple and there's a fucking apple orchard right behind you. And you're just like, nah, I want this apple. Like, dude, the world won't yeah. bend to your every whim. Like you have to acknowledge the fact that Instagram is Instagram because there's kids everything else on it. But like Tumblr is wide fucking open and it was it was weird and it was kind of cool because people knew about Tumblr, but the people who knew knew about Tumblr is kind of like our own little thing. Like 
have buddies exactly. like you see like what is some of the what are the top three weirdest things you've seen on Tumblr? Let's get into that. Oh, here I was like you're asking me personally. Yeah. Um, well, it's been so long, but really, again, I was just always really surprised by the amount of like really bizarre porn that like. Like, yeah, I'm sure if you went to a, a porn site and you really tried to look, you know, but like, Tranny it's just porn. like to go through like, just feed, like you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Like he's totally gagging her with his cock and she's vomiting all over him. Dude. Like, is that something I search for on a website? Not particularly, but has it come across on my feed? Absolutely. The weirdest thing I saw was, uh, I remember it was 2015. Um, I was rolling, and so I was just scrolling through different hashtags. And I, I was going through the gangbang hashtag. It was yes. so weird. It was three transgender women and a regular girl, and they were all doing meth and banging the girl. Like it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. I almost immediately, I was like, "Let me put this on and play PlayStation." I think the depravity. I was glad that I was 28 when I saw it. Like, I will say this, like, the kids who, like, seeing, like, a picture of boobs when I was, like, 12 was, like, peak porn. Like, oh, shit, boobies. This right. is crazy. <laughs> or, like, the, um... Bam. Like, <laughs> like, the semi-porn on, like, Cinemax, where they just show boobs and humping. Like, oh, shit, boobs right. and humping. This is crazy. Right. But, like, it would be hard to explain to my son when he comes up to me, hey, dad, what's this? Like, oh, so that's meth in the needle. Um, <laughs> those are women. Uh, they, they're, they are what they are. That's another woman. And yeah, son, this is shit. This is not all sex. Let me start you off on the vanilla stuff. Like, right, that's not right. a talking And it's matter. not always in the process of yeah, you're never you're not gonna there's not gonna be a lot of orgies you're gonna come across unless you're really cool but more often than not you're not it's gonna be a lot of single matches right. and so yeah that would that was the one thing i was like that's a whole like but there was a whole thing for meth porn i was like i did not know this shit would was even supposed no. to exist huh and even like I just recently like heard of milking, and I'm like, "Fucking milking? Are you You're kidding me? I've never heard, of... never in my life." You know what is like, it like milking, like, like yeah. boob milking, or so, so? It's like where the guy, a guy, is supposed to lay on like a table, and there's a hole in the table, and your dick hangs through, and then they sit underneath and like give you a hand job like they're milking oh, you. Oh, that just seems like a bizarre hand. Like that's just, like as a dude, I don't <laughs> enjoy women giving me hand jobs as opposed to myself because I know me. But damn, dude. Right. Yeah, that seems like so I got to put my dude I I don't want to have my penis somewhere where I can't see it at all times. Um I couldn't do it. Well, that's all. like to me I'm like it's like it's like a lazy glory yeah, hole, right? Would, I would never if I was ever, if I like, no, I would violently say no and run away and disassociate with that. Because my thing is, people <laughs> think, like, oh, yeah. it's a glory hole. You can go, I was like, bro, on top of the diseases you may catch, someone could just be on the other side with shears and now you're dickless. Yeah, you like, you literally have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> like, I don't care if I'm getting, I'm in a, a porn shoot. I need to be able to keep visualization on that part of me 
forever. Like, nah, dude, I can't. Like, yeah, just close your eyes and make believe. This is not the Muppet Babies. Like, no. That that yeah. is that's kind of funny. That's hilarious. I th- now, so, when it know. comes to your makeup, let's switch it up. Um, yeah. What got you into doing makeup, and how long would you say you've been doing it professionally? I would say now, I just last year I got my esthetician's Yay. license to be like super official, you know. So I did that last year. That was like my big do for myself because you you know you slay your fucking days away working for other people, and it's just like. What am I doing? So went to school, got my estheticians last year. So now I am fully licensed to do skincare, body waxing, and makeup all all nine yards. But I've been doing it for probably three or four years now, like professionally for more weddings, but also photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been a creative outlet for me. Again, just that placement mm-hmm. of color, altering the f- mm-hmm. shapes of the face and stuff like that. Um, but... I was working at a hair salon, you know, and it just like the wedding parties were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we didn't have enough to do enough people to do makeup. And I just was like, I'll take makeup classes and they paid for them, you know, and it just got my foot in the door. And I just word of mouth, like every wedding I did, they loved it. And then next year is more and more people. And so this year is my first year kind of doing it on my own and not being a part of a group or a hair gotcha. salon. Gotcha. Now, so. do you, you do the whole wedding party? Like, if it's, like, you do the whole wedding party just to the bride? Oh, yeah. That has a, man. Oh, so, yep. like, you'd be like, wait, how many people in your wedding I party? Did, Eight? Damn it. <laughs> like, we have, like, I've done, I've done a maximum of seven girls in three and a half hours like I can I can make it happen if mm-hmm. I have to you know but um on average I'm use, doing anywhere from three to six girls a okay. wedding now so. when you now do you have a specific like a, I feel like from looking at a lot of your pictures you go for a very classical look there's really not a lot of yes you seem to match tones with the dresses now is that yes. your own personal style or do or like do you try to compliment the face or do you try to compliment the dress I try to do both because obviously their face one of my things that I've always been like really big in is matching that face and making your skin look more unison like I just want your skin to look mm-hmm. even and having your highlights and stuff where you need um, I like to still make people feel glamorous but still feel like themselves so I don't want to alter their shapes more than necessary so you know um but I often will ask what color the bridesmaids dresses will be and what the colors of the wedding are going to be um just so I can pull the right colors and obviously depending on their eye color their skin tone and their hair is really going to determine what hues I use so, but it's crazy. Once you put like the bouquet in their hand and those flowers can totally determine how everything looks. So the lip color will often be either the subtle color in the bouquet or the bold color in the bouquet. Okay. I get that. I get that. And so 
when you're doing these, like, do you know the time crunch before you go into it? Or is it like a, like you have weeks to kind of prepare? Well, usually, especially for the bride, we do a trial at least two to three weeks before. So I know exactly what skin I'm working with, what the shapes are and kind of um, exactly how much coverage they're going for. And then I'll kind of, so then once I have the bride and I know how long it'll take me, the bridesmaids just kind of fall into place. So usually the bridesmaids are really simple. Like they don't want to be all done up like the bride. So the more natural, the quicker. It's like, it's not about you, you Sharon. This is about Samantha. Sit down. But you do, you'd be surprised how many bridesmaids, like I had one bridesmaid that was like, I'm waiting till the end because I'm not getting my makeup like anybody else. And I'm going to look better than everyone. I was like, okay. Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) you're the one getting married? Oh, you're not? Sit down. Exactly. But I have yet to have bridezilla. Like I can say that. I was about to ask about that. Now, since you haven't had any brides in, it's like, what are some, uh, what was your most uh, favorable experience. Like, I mean, like the what wedding party would you feel was <laughs> your best one? That's a good one. Um, I'm coming with that um, heat, baby. I know it's so hard because, like, honestly, like doing these COVID weddings is really interesting. You know, because it's like, oh, yeah, at least wedding, for the wedding, yeah. people. Doing like little tiny backyard weddings and stuff so it's been interesting to see how they're making these work and the last girl that I just had um a week ago you know obviously you don't have all the vendors that you were going to originally use right. and stuff like that and she has ADHD so she makes um origami paper cranes to like zone in her ADHD and so like for her whole wedding was like decorated with all of these like origami cranes and I've just never seen that before you know and I was like that's so cool and she was probably one of my first brides to be like I want like a very Hollywood glam look and it just transformed her so Mm -hmm. much Um, but I did have this like little French girl that was so saucy. Oh, she was something else. And she was probably one of my first ethnic brides. And she was absolutely beautiful. Like she did the soft pinks and the golds. Like she looked like she was like walking out of royalty. That is this is actually pretty dope to hear. Like I've weddings are always it's such a high stress time for one big day. And so people put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the guys are more just like, man, I just want to get drunk with my buddies and go get some butt later. Like, this is dope. Like, this is from the ways I've been at. Like, she, look, she feels sexy? Great. I'm going to go ahead and put this rock on her finger and give everybody the thumbs up. It's so... I feel like the coolest wedding though I did, they did like a whole outdoor thing and they were like guests were allowed to stay for the night. So they had all these little tiny tents set up next to this creek and little fire pits in front of every tent. And I just, it was very whimsical. And I was just like, I've never seen a camp like tent 
hangout at a wedding in my life. That's what's up. I, it's super funny. Like I've seen these pictures posted, like people having like weddings where like it's weed instead of alcohol, and they just have all this weed and all this. I was like, bro, right? Yeah, like, like, and joints. Is, that is white privilege. Like, hey, I don't want our whole wedding to be weed. Like, I'm pretty sure there was someone who got married who was black who just had a little weed there, and everybody went to jail. Right. Like, what Probably. like no, I don't want to because well, I get I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like everybody's gonna really Yeah, out. no, like they, it the right time. Like I couldn't be that but like even when the bridesmaids are like downing mimosas like seven thirty to eleven thirty, you know, I'm like I'm like, yo, you guys have a wedding and a whole reception to get through, you know? Like, are you guys gonna make it? Like <laughs> Right. I need a nap. Because <laughs> like, you're going straight from wedding to reception and then whatever. Like, bro, that just, that's the last wedding I was in, not went to, but I was in, I was 17 and it was my cousin. He was married in high school sweetheart. And one girl passed out because she was standing and the lights got to her. But I'm behind other people. So I just hear people gasp and I don't want to mess up. So I'm not leaning to look and see if she's all right. Like, it was. That's crazy. Weddings are are always a a special time in someone's life. It really like and often depending on the photographer, they will let me look at the whole album so I can get pictures to share on my website and do blogs and stuff like that. And I think the top one for me was one of the um one of the husbands nice. was a DJ and so they rented out an old, like this uh, country club that was going out of business. And it was the last venue or event that they were mm-hmm. holding at the venue. And so they're like, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. No one's around. You can make it as loud as you want. You can not even play anything, like whatever works for you guys. And in these, he must have, they must have had the biggest like club party ever there's like fog machines like laser pointers like all sorts of strobes and like he i think stripped down like three times for his wife in these photos of their after party i'm like what the hell are they doing over there but like he's getting down uh, man (laughs) local or do do you do more traveling for your uh makeup look or for your modeling um, probably more traveling for makeup, like modeling. I keep really still in like Pennsylvania or Maryland, but makeup I have gone way farther for in smaller amounts of time. Gotcha. So, um, but I, I always say like, I'm available for destination weddings. I haven't really had the chance to, but I've gone to the all surrounding. Oh Yeah. I think next year is going to be crazy though because it's like double timing weddings with COVID happening. Yeah, like, hey, year. we're having a destination wedding. So, Where? Wuhan, China. I'm good. <laughs> seriously. Because, like, I mean, think about it. People aren't even going to be going on their honeymoons and shit for a while. So I don't, I don't see how people fucking fly. Like, oh no, it's safe. Bro, even if everyone's wearing a mask, one, people fart. Uh, two, you're in a tube in the air where air's circulating. You're not bringing in fresh air. It's all stale. 
Well, and just like they say, like, once you spend 10 minutes anywhere, like if you are sharing air with anyone for 10 minutes, like it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes to an hour. It's all the same. You know what I mean? Like at that point, might as well just not even wear a mask and just start. See how it goes. (laughs) Make this happen. If we're going, we're going in, we're going in. I want this state fully cut. Yeah, like we're all here. Might as well just now, hold hands now. When it comes to your makeup, <laughs> did you have a person whose style you copied early on? Like not copy, but like you kind of drew more inspiration from than most. Um, that's a hard one because not not really because I wasn't really following people again because I'm not like super crazy mm-hmm. on social media, but it started to open my eyes to it. You know, so there's one girl that I go to that's local to me here. Her name is Veronica. She goes by Vera Lee. She is the most, like, badass makeup artist in my central area that's, Mm -hmm. like, close to me. And she's given me so many pointers. Like, we've had, like, one-on-one meetings, and she just, like, helps guide me. And so... From just her business standpoint to her actual makeup, she's someone now, that I really like. What about to. her actual style did you really like? Like, what drew you to her more than anyone else? Was it the oh fact that she's local or is it a certain style? It's really just like, again, like her confidence, her personality. Like, she is one of those people, like, just looking at her, you have questions. Um, but I actually met her mm. at a convention. So, I went to a wedding convention convention in small world. Oh, shit. Nice. So so she comes up to me and she's like, oh, my God, Millie, how are you? (laughs) She's like, so the first time I saw you, you were naked. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I kind of get that a lot. You know, and she's like, I just want you to know, like, your work is amazing. So immediately then i'm like i need your card like just the way her energy was coming off of her i'm like this girl's badass so i got her information i've been following her ever since and i would say she is definitely a real honest talented person that has the best interest of everybody in the industry like She's not somebody that thinks she's better than you. She wants you to be on her level. So she wants to help Everybody you get eats. to that level. And yeah, like it's, it's inspirational. Like so many people want to outbid or outdo all the people around them. And really we just need to come together, you know, and yeah, build each other up. People need makeup done that it, it'll work out. It'll work itself out. Oh, I get that. I definitely gotta, you definitely have to send me her, so, uh, her at, and like her IG stuff because yeah she is super like she's one of those people that's like on Instagram story like every day you know like 20 stories IGTV you name it you know she has totally built her brand up and she actually just quit her part-time job to do her full time which goes to show even in this time of COVID like people are really still out here getting it I, I think if you have the drive, Seriously. this is a perfect, like people make, like someone made money during World War II. You know, someone made money after 9-11. Like even in tragedy, <laughs> there's always a way to grow and uh, 
branch out and just it's this is a time of paradigm shift what we once knew we're not going back to there is no hey let's get back to normal there's never going to be a normal this is our new normal and so if you really want to get it you really want to be out there and make things happen it is fucking possible especially like i said with social media like now if you're funny you can have a youtube channel and if you're constantly putting yourself out there you're going to get seen you don't need like you can create if you can you can write your own script you can film your own show. There's so many things you can do yep. that, yeah, going viral possible. is easy. You just have to be in the right fucking position. Yeah. You know? It's so easy. And, and it's really all that it does take. Like, right idea, right time. So. Yeah. Like, I'm always. If I was technology-based, there's so many things I'd be running off with right now, but I'm like, it's, I can't It is go a lot there. to constantly be on and, like, constantly having... I think the bigger you get, the harder it becomes to really, uh, yeah. like, have everything corralled, unless you're super on it. So, uh, like, a few years ago, I dated this right. girl who's a model um, here in town, and she told me that, like, like she's, like... Like, she has people run her social media for her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, really? She's like, yeah, like, it's people, like, especially when you get up to the thousands, of, like, tens of thousands plus followers, you have people yeah. always wanting access to you, always wanting you to shoot or just talk to you or get to know you. Obviously, you're going to have people who hit on you. But, like, you have so many people trying to connect with you that if you're not built for it, like, if you're, if you're going into this new way of life, this new paradigm, with the same thinking of what we did before, like you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of issues. Like you, ha- a lot of people falter because you're not yeah. really built. A lot of people aren't built for fame. Like if out of nowhere you had, like a month from now you had a million followers on your modeling page, or if you had a million followers on your makeup page, which would you be more ready to accept? <laughs> probably the modeling <laughs> that makes sense because again like I said like I'm already I already stand more behind it mm-hmm. and I've been doing it much longer so it's something that you know but it's still like like every time that I've met with Veronica like she's just like so why don't you think that you're good enough to do this on your own you know, and I'm like, because I'm not, you know, and she's like, but why? And I'm like, um, I feel like it's pretty clear, you know, and she's like, you're the only one stopping yourself. Like, you know, and like, it's crazy. If you've gone into these 12 weeks and you do not have a different mindset coming out, then what have you done? Probably with most people be depressed. Like, you got to also think like it's I think you had something dope going before this all happened. So this allowed you to just re- either refocus right. or to like tune up your focus. For a lot of people, they're not used right. to like. There's a lot of people who are used to going out three, four days a week, and now they can't. And so, if you're stuck right. at home and your living situation is not great, or if you're stuck at home and you're in a relationship to where your whole relationship was built on just going out, a lot of shit just went bad. A lot of shit just went left. Yeah. Like. A lot of people that I saw, mm-hmm. especially the people who did like the home workouts and stuff every day, it's like they weren't working out to 
get better and feel better about themselves. I felt like a lot of them were working out because they're so used to having that attention. It's like, shit, I don't have people checking me out in my, right. in my uh, tube top and my butt shorts. Shit, I need to do something because I'm not having this attention. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, bro, if you, yeah. you're, you're seeking attention in lieu of dealing with problems, with the problems that are making, that are making you feel like you need to have attention all the time. And that can, and that is like you just need like so much self work if that's like where your mental state is, you know. Like, there's just so much. I don't know. I'm just always big on like you know you have to be aware of yourself, like what it takes to drive you. What, like, just know yourself and how you handle things and yeah. And where you want to go from there. With this you know? COVID thing, I've actually been able to them. focus on the podcast. Yeah. All you need to have a podcast and podcast. Like, bro, like, I'd rather, and I think for the longest, I'd have moments and times where I just record a Facebook live and I kind of read back, like, listen back on some of them because right. it comes up in the memories because that's always fucking fun. I'm always thinking, like, what the fuck was I thinking June 10th, 2016? Like, shit. Like, shut up, kid. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you 29-year-old piece of shit. But, like, some of us like, oh, shit, I was like, I'm actually kind of smart. This is dope. I agree with this now. Facebook memories are so cringy sometimes. Right? Like, from 2010 to, like, 2017, I'm like, I need to shut the fuck up. Like, who let me post this? Like, <laughs> It's weird. It's so, like, especially because, like, especially before I totally lost track of like my Xanga from like way oh, back shit. in the day and like MySpace, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like if you go back then, like I'm like people, I probably would have been <laughs> committed right. in middle school if like people actually paid attention to like what you posted then. Yeah, like, it it it's like so crazy. You, Rachel was like, hey, we're gonna show you how much you've grown. Like you remember when you used to pound four locos by the boatload you dumbass like why am i not dead <laughs> like it's it's funny man it, i think i think the it's great fun. thing about this with technology because the internet is forever as long as the site's still up or there's still access it's it's forever yeah. and i think that makes it easier because imagine knowing what your grandmother thought in 1958 like imagine like I mean, for a lot of white people, it's probably very racist shit. Um, but even then, like, I would love to know what my grandfather thought when Kennedy got shot or when Martin Luther King Jr. got shot or Malcolm X got shot. Like, we now have a way right. to portray, let our younger generations know who we are. Like, our future generations know who we are through what we put online. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, my grandfather lately right. said this in March of 2015, he said this in January 2017, like, these were his thoughts, this was the fashion, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to hopefully hope someone has um, had access to the old photo albums. Everything is there. Like, like yeah. people are looking like, you guys dress like yeah. that? Or people are like, Grandma Ashley, your, your hair is fucking stupid. Why were y'all doing that? Like, well, you have pigtails now, kids, shut up. Like, it was in style. You don't know nothing about it. And you can show, look, everybody dressed like this. It wasn't just me. So I think it I think it's really cool. We'll be able to tell right. like 
even when we're gone, because my, my father passed and he had a Facebook. So it's like, I can still go back and look at pictures of him. Like, right. Facebook's probably going to be for, yes. around for as, as long as the internet's around. So 30 years from now, 40 years from now, we'll have all of these memories right there easily accessible like that shit's gonna be right. dope as fuck i think our generation got really lucky to where it was a mixture of digital and animal yeah like having a cd player and having to have your big ass cd book with you you know i remember having just hundreds and hundreds of cds of like mixed cds like what is even on this shit I- yeah, I have so many CDs to this day, and I love it because every time someone gets in my car and I pop in a CD, they're like, are you serious? <laughs> you might as well pop in a tape. Yeah. And it's so funny. Yeah, like, they're, like, looking at my CD. They're like, well, that's a little scratched. I'm like, like oh, I've had like this shit things, since middle school, man. This don't play. Like, like, it's so crazy. So, you know... And then again, like, I'm not, like, I don't have an iPad and I don't have iTunes. You're I don't losing. have Pandora. I You're don't so have Spotify. Losing. Oh, so, man, like, that's just, no, don't worry about that. That's not cool. No. Like, like, hey, I also use a rotary phone. That's literally what you're saying right now. Hey, at least I have a I, smartphone, I, you know. You, I don't you have, could a have had a flip phone, phone or anything you like still that. Have a flip phone. Don't play me. No, stop it. We're not doing that. I'm just saying. I like my button because I could I wouldn't have to look at my phone to text. I could just press oh, you did a lot exactly of what they were and I where they were. Who could text without like you would be looking dead at me and just text away. Like I don't text that much. That shit costs ten yeah. cents a text. So nope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought I always laugh, like, remember back in the day, like, when you had your phone and it's like you could right. get free hey, man, phone calls after seven. nine. <laughs> you didn't know that. Yeah, and it's like no texting. Texting was not even like a thing, and even then, you were like paying per text. That shit was not cool at a certain point, you know. Yeah, my mom was like, "Don't you dare text anybody." The the readiness of texting and everything else, like people lose the art of conversation. You're so used to texting, and you 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 lose a lot of tone. Like I like calling people because. And having long form conversation because yes. you can get a lot of stuff out because there's a lot of things people may hold back or may not even yeah. it may come off wrong, you know. And so when right. you, you lose a lot of people in the art of conversation, which you're talking about the dating apps and stuff, is that people really just aren't good in face to face interaction, and that's probably to their detriment. Like, bro, you're mad boring. Like, no. you're really funny over text when you can think about it and Google something funny to say, funny and witty to say, but but you're not, you have to be able to have these conversations. And so I think with yeah. technology and uh, with texting, it's, it's very hard. It's very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. It is. And I'm somebody like, I'm not good. I won't use my punctuation, but I always laugh because I tell people, once you meet me, my typing will I've make I've gotten better at sense. using commas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it, as I, no. I mean, I'm reading this. I sound stupid. Like, hold on, let me put go ahead and put in this this nice useful comma, and get the point across a little bit better. It is. 
I always like read back things and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, I probably, <laughs> yeah, I probably should have something in there. Yeah, I'm like, wow, if I was reading that out loud, like, I'd probably run out of air. Like, she's, I think she's a narcoleptic. No, nah, she just doesn't use periods, mm-hmm. or commas, exclamation points, semicolons, yeah. ambersands, nothing. It's so bad. And I'm like that person, if I misspell something, I'm like, they'll get Hopefully. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm not Turn off the ducky TV. You get it. That's great, man. And it's so weird. Instant gratification, too, that technology has given people. Like, you know, I think back to, like, when I was in middle school and you went out and played till the sun went down and you came home and you only left a voicemail on your house phone. And sometimes you'd have to wait eight hours till you get to that message, you know? And it's just so crazy. Like, people don't hear from you in, like, ten seconds. And they're like, are you there? Are but you I alive? Think that takes away, like, is everything can, okay? It the, with texting, it doesn't leave time for like, hey, I'm busy, or I'm trying to think of something to say. Like, it's very everything has to yeah. be snapped. And like, if someone doesn't hit you back in 15 minutes, you think, okay, well, clearly they've lost interest. Yeah. So you probably a lot of people probably lose out on a lot of dope relationships because one person's bad at texting. Like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm at work. Yeah. Like, they kind of frown on this kind of uh, activity. There's- and for me, like, if it's not, like, an important thing or it doesn't need a response right away, there's so many times I'll read my phone and just put it down and I'll be like, all right, well, I'll get to that whenever right. I feel like I have the time to respond, you know? And then it's like, like, I haven't heard from you all day. And I was like, yeah. well, I know I was going to see. You didn't tell me it was urgent, urgent because I couldn't hear and, you your know, voice. I think with that, like, yeah. when it comes to getting prints and I think – with the pictures, the photos you take, is it kind of an like a fun anticipation to see what how everything is going to come out? Because it's not like it's on a Polaroid. Yes, because it is so different. It's so different from like camera to computer to print, and it is so weird at some of the details that you just don't even see on a computer screen compared to. A print. I, it is too. It's like photos before you had to wait till development so the people who've been using photography since before digital cameras bro like they really had to be really good with their because they couldn't just like well let me uh like add some shadows here let me go you know add the right tone here let me lighten her eyes here it was like yo i need to get this lighting right everything has to be perfect because even though we're taking 60 shots I need to get this shot right because there's no way for me to change it. Yeah. And it's hard because even then it's like you have only those 60 shots, you know, in that film, the minute you leave is the minute you'll never get that back, you know? So you have that one film role to get maybe Mm -hmm. the exact photo that you wanted. And if it doesn't happen, like, you planning it all over again is most likely not going to happen. Like that vibe for that day would have been perfect to shoot in an old abandoned factory. And Pennsylvania has a lot of abandoned factories for some odd fucking reason. Most of your photos are just wherever they used to just make stuff. Like what they used to make here? I don't know, but it left town. Like, (laughs) Yeah, like Scott's 
Scott Church's warehouse is like an old nice. newspaper printing place. So there's like just shelves and shelves mm. and shelves and shelves of books and like freaking like old pens that the like are pens. all dried up, you know, not even a touch of ink. Yeah, like it's so weird. He's got a whole wall of like old social security cards and like old um driver's license and stuff like that. It's that so is weird. Crazy, dude. That this is I thank you so much. I've enjoyed this conversation. Like this is the first time we've ever spoken to each other ever and we've been aware I of know. For like almost a decade if you can think about that. Like I, I think I first DM'd you it's on so- Tumblr like yo your work is hella dope. Like that's that is crazy. Um yes. we've literally gone 92 minutes. Wow. We've gone an hour and a half, man. That has been dope. Yeah. And then look at all right, of this, all dude. these platforms this later. <laughs> so great. Thank you so much. Uh I know you're worried about how it come off, but this has felt like Absolutely. a conversation with a really old friend. And thank you so much insight into your well, your makeup you. career and modeling. Helpful. Thank you for your insights on the industry and how things are going. This has been dope. Thank you so much. Give the people where they can find you. Digitally, not in real life. Don't don't oh, give up. Oh man. Well, Facebook. Yeah, I was like Facebook. You can find me as Millie Me. And on Instagram, it's Millie Me Model. It's M-I-L-L-I-E. Gotcha. M-I-E for Millie Me. And then of course I have my my email and stuff on there gotcha. for contacting for Again, any other reasons. Thank so. you, Ashley, aka Millie, aka Mashup Look. Um, you have a great weekend, and I'll probably hit you up later, man. Be safe. Thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. Thank you. Peace.